Hey, friends and other people. I mean, really, it's probably, you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably my friend, you know, or or uh, or family, maybe. Maybe you, you actually most likely are my mom if you're listening to this. But thank you for listening, regardless of who you are. Um, man, it's been a long time since I put a a podcast episode out but you know here it is here's one and we're uh we're about six months or so into the pandemic and we are just you know we're just trucking along here we're getting by um i'm actually uh set up at uh fiesta island open mic that me and tim heights run um, I just got here about 10 or 15 minutes ago, and now I'm recording an intro for a podcast that was also recorded at a Fiesta Island open mic almost two weeks ago. And I told my guest that the podcast would be up within a week, and it's almost two weeks, and I'm just now recording the intro. And you know what? I apologize for that. It's me doing. I'm doing. I'm doing my best, and that's probably a lie. So, uh, I'm doing. You know, I'm doing something, and the amount of effort that I'm I'm putting into it is probably somebody's best. It's, you know, I could have done better. I could have, and maybe I will in the future. Um, but I am very excited about this podcast. Um, I uh, I met this guy a a while ago, and uh, you know, I just fell in love with him. He's just this kind, kind person, really funny, fairly new to comedy. Um, but I knew that he had an interesting story, like an interesting background, um, how he was raised, um, with, uh, you know, battling things like addiction and, um, you know, uh, hard times with the family and, and, you know, just different situations. And I wanted him to talk about that because I love a good redemption story. Like I love somebody that comes from a background that could pot- potentially lead to um uh somebody not being a good person and then just seeing them rise above that and be awesome and do awesome things. Um do awesome photography and videography and comedy and all sorts of different things. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna you know not talk too much. I want to get into the episode here. Um, I am running an open mic now, like I mentioned with Tim Heights. Uh, we do it usually either on Thursdays or Sundays at Fiesta Island here in San Diego, and it's been a lot of fun. We've only had one little hiccup with somebody trying to start a fight. Uh, somebody in a car driving by trying to start a fight. And you know what? That was hilarious in hindsight. So it's all been really fun. Uh, so if you'd like to be a part of that, shoot uh, myself or Tim Heights uh, a direct message, and uh, we'll try and get you on the mic. And that's all That's all I really have to say, I guess. Um, so yeah, without further ado, here is my awesome, awesome guest, Austin Hernandez. to do that voice at the mic last night um 
just as this weird bit I was writing. I'm trying to do like more voices and characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the sportscaster one's fun. What's What's your joke? Oh no, don't say it. It's no, say it. I mean, I don't mind. I don't think it's ever gonna. <laughs> and it's, if it does, it's gonna be great. Dude. Yeah. It's It's so like it's. I'm trying to do it as like a closing bit where it's like. Um, I'm like, oh, my last joke didn't work or whatever. Let's see what can get you guys on my side. And then do like commentary first as Steve Irwin <laughs> and then transition into like a sportscaster. And just like the, the the whole thing is just acknowledging the bomb and just commenting on it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I love that the, the joke assumes that you bombed right before. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can tell how most of my sets are going <laughs> by the material I'm writing. <laughs> Oh, you're good. You're a good comedian. You uh you're real good at the riffing Appreciate stuff at the um that we were doing at the uh Ken Club. Mm. The riff mic. That's my favorite stuff, man. I feel so much more comfortable just going off the top and yeah. just riffing. Like when you oh, commit I miss to a that bit. mic too. Yeah, that's a good mic. Sorry, I I interrupted your th- No, you're good. I actually that made me think. I'm I'm looking to like either produce a mic or a show and I was leaning more towards show, but like it would be cool to get something like that going on again where it's like a bucket mic or yeah that that was one of my favorites you'd find a new bit there every week maybe we could do that here since it's mostly comics like every third mic or something just make it a bucket mic that'd be dope then nobody would sign up (laughs) 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 oh i can't perform the bit i've been writing for um yeah i've been recording since you're um oh shit (laughs) we're going now sportscaster but yeah uh but i just wanted to say we're we're right outside the fiesta island mic which me and tim heights run and uh so if you hear background background noise uh that's just cars driving by and people that's the getting boy. ready to bomb baby the boys the boys the getting boy, ready. that's just the boys and sarah uh, yeah. yeah sarah's one of the boys dog yeah. boys don't have gender <laughs> boy the boys are gender gender neutral they, sure. they have a soft x <laughs> if you're a boy then you're like a lowercase lowercase or why i mean I know, I know chromosomes. Dude. <laughs> don't, don't I'm about me, to dude. think you're missing a chromosome, bro. Yeah, dude, I probably got two X's. Dude, I'm pretty. What <laughs> <laughs> with a Y though, a little bit of a Y. Is that is, is the two line. X's? Is that um, female? Uh, oh, or <laughs> I was gonna say Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Extra chromosome Down syndrome. Okay. Yeah, you got. I it. don't know most things about life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have Austin Hernandez. Yes. Very white first name, Mexican <laughs> last name, but apparently not Mexican at all. <laughs> not Mexican. I'm Native American, Spanish, and mostly white for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Austin part gives Just, that away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, like the one, like that and Connor. I think are like the. Oh, and that's your roommate. Yeah. Oh yeah, the two whitest names. In, and under he's one Irish white. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he's like he couldn't even be in the sun right now. Like if he was out here, he'd be completely covered in a blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Tim Heights, dude. He's. I'm worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we actually have a doctor coming here today to check out <laughs> yeah. his skin cancer. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to bring. Well, let's dive into your background in comedy a little, I guess. Uh, okay. You you've been have been doing it that long, right? No, not at all. It's been since September 23rd, my first. Oh, so we're closing in on a year next month then. August. yeah 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 Dude, totally it comes yeah. up fast yeah. I, i'm trying to like not count this quarantine <laughs> as existing <laughs> in the, the spectrum of reality but yeah um, yeah it's i know it's so weird it 
I mean, it was March yesterday, you know, and then now yeah, it's that's fucking August. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then was it your roommate that got you into comedy? Or so yeah, that was the main thing. I I always loved stand up comedy. Like uh, the Chappelle Show was always my favorite growing up, and Mike Birbiglia was like one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I, I like great. him a lot too. He's yeah. I think he's like the best storyteller teller ever. You know, like. I, that yeah, style. That's what I like about him is he's more of a storyteller and it's like really emotional stuff that's very personal and connected to him. Like what was the first thing I ever heard? Like the my public public secret diary or whatever. Right, right, yeah. And it, I think he had actually had that posted online, right? So people could uh, yeah. read it. That's why it was called that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was always really awesome growing up, like listening to comedians, watching sketch. I think I was more a fan of sketch in the beginning. Like uh, you ever hear the whitest kids you know? yeah. They were, like they were they were hilarious. They only had like one or two seasons, right? Yeah, I think really? it was on IFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what one of the guys? I feel like wasn't one of the guys. Is that the same one? Mm. Was he on Workaholics? One of the guys. Ooh, I don't. A different. I guy? don't think so. But that I tall, could thin, be, white guy. You know, I, don't I know. could be wrong. Don't white people all look the same. <laughs> they really kind of do. Uh, I'm starting to realize that more and more. I just have an eye for it because that's what I am. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What race are you? Uh, white. I mean, I don't really Super know. Super white. You seem like I get like an Italian vibe for yeah, sure. I think so. Spanish, Italian. Maybe. There you go. Um, my last name's French. <laughs> so uh, I don't, I don't know what I am, dude. I think. Cunel. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think my ancestors fucked, dude. I think they like. <laughs> <laughs> that's so man. Yeah. I can't find out if like beige is the future like in a positive way or if it's like the racism new world order like no race all beige because yeah. <laughs> i always thought it was like oh no one will hate each other but it's like uh, there's got to be some individuality it's, you know it's kind of like a new hitler but he's just like forces people to fuck a wild, a wild Andrew appears. <laughs> Watches the wild Andrew rummages through his pockets for cigarettes Crikey. and lighters. Rarely do we get to see one this close in nature. <laughs> it and, actually is terrifying. And he's off again. It's a mystery just as he appeared. <laughs> Dude, thank God it left, man. Um, <laughs> I, I was worried for a second. Yeah. I was like, and <laughs> Uh, that's going to be so good for the listeners that know who Andrew David... Oh, he was on my podcast. Did you have an episode with him? Yeah. That's dope. Was I was good. just listening to your episode with uh, Tim before I came over here. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, I was really... I was like, man, I had higher yeah, expectations. Yeah, you're about to cancel, dude. <laughs> oh, that would be funny, though. Uh, we were talking about the beige, like the... Yeah. Whatever it's going to be. It'd be funny if there was, like, a Hitler, but, like, his whole motivation is to make, like, all races <laughs> fuck. <Yeah>. That's <laughs> like, that's only beige people. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think there is behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. There's, like, like, If you a, don't fuck someone of a different color than you, then you die. Like, this, gas chamber. Can we create dark, this conspiracy now? Like, because they, they say Hitler killed himself. Was there a body found? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, same thing with, like, Osama bin Laden, right? They mm. said they threw him into to the ocean. See, what if they're actually doing like a a, a cyborg uh, Frankenstein mix of every evil world leader and they're like combining him with Gandhi? <laughs> so he's like a little chill and they're like, must be beige. <laughs> That's his goal. Dude, uh, um, I, I actually hope this is happening. <laughs> If th- if that's what the new world order is, then I'm fucking pulling for it, baby. <laughs> I'm not not down. Yeah. I just I think white people are slowly absorbing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Even their skin is like absorbing uh, too much 
me- melanin. That's what I'm saying, man. Because I was thinking about it specifically with me originally. I was like, because uh, I'm I'm Native American. I like, I feel like I lean more towards that side because my grandpa like mm-hmm. really heavily influenced me. I was living with him growing up and whatnot, and he's like super dark skin. He makes his own feathers and shit. Like his grandpa was off the reservation. So what do you mean he makes his own feathers? Doesn't like a bird make them and then he pulls nah, them nah, off nah, the nah. bird? He's, he's part turkey. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> That's how you become Native American. <laughs> Every Native American is part turkey. <laughs> you can't wear a feather unless you grew it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta water it every day. <laughs> uh, no, but he, he he makes his own feathers in the aspect like he paints them and he like carves bones and puts all these things on them and like does all this like like the Native American. <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah, and he's like made up some of his own symbols that are like uh, go along with the symbols in our tribe and whatnot. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like super dope. And all my friends back home have like necklaces with bear claws and little bones carved that he made, which is like he's spreading the culture, which is super cool. But it's like I'm only 136th uh, Native American. So it's like I, from what I've been told, <laughs> I don't qualify for anything. And it's like you can't really just be like, yeah, I'm Native. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Like uh, I think it's kind of a weird thing now that we – um hmm. uh sort of that's like how we des- designate it it kind of like it makes sense like yeah uh historically but like what if you were um the amount of native american you are now but mm. then you like joined up with a tribe and you were like fucking like you were all about that life then aren't you technically one well that's one what i'm saying because I, I really want to learn about like the tribe and go back to the reservation because my reservation is uh i'm part of the ogallala sioux tribe and it's like one of the poorest tribes ever. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like they're in either South or North Dakota. I have such a horrible memory, but <laughs> I I hadn't looked it up in forever. I just knew what tribe we were, and I looked it up maybe last year, and it was like, yeah, the death rate there is like fifty three. Is like the average death rate. Oh shit! And it's like just such a dwindling population. And it's like soon all of that's gonna be gone, and they're not gonna consider anyone Native American because they're just like, no, you're white, dude. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you came over here and fucked us. <laughs> we just wanted orgies and uh, <laughs> fucking chilling some burning sage, and you're like, take these infested blankets, <laughs> dude. Um, that blanket, uh, you can kind of see it laying hmm. on my bed. I yeah. feel like it's an invested. Uh, infested blanket because uh is it the yellow one yeah so the guy <laughs> i bought this from uh left it in here it's the itchiest blanket <laughs> like it feels like it was made like a thousand years ago yeah. out of fucking they didn't even have it's the first velcro it's <laughs> the first ever velcro dude <laughs> is it wool uh yeah i think so okay yeah, yeah that's like that's why it's itchy right it's because it's wool that shit's rough it's like that yeah. brillo pad fucking mm-hmm. stuff yeah, it's really warm though. So if I uh, if I throw it on top of like a soft blanket, then it's uh, that's the way to go. I mean, it's pretty perfect if you like having like a layer of skin removed every yeah. time you use it. Yeah, it, and then like just the, like a little bit of a shift, like all the little wiry, um, I guess strands that mm. are hanging off it, they'll like rub against my skin, and I'll think something's crawling on me, and. Uh, yeah, I just I don't like that blanket, but it's on my bed. So there you go. So uh, I uh, no, I relate, it's the man. Life I live, dude. <laughs> it's a it's a tough life inside it's of. It's hard out here for yeah. a wool blanket. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so the other thi- reason I wanted to talk about comedy, obviously, mm. with you, and then yeah, yeah, we kind of your post too. Oh, sorry. Uh, your post on Facebook, you had, like posted mm. you had all these experiences and stuff, and then yeah. 
Which which one was that about? I I just made a few like really long posts this week. Was it? Um, um it was basically uh, um, man, I, I feel like I've read a, a couple of them, and, I, and I'm probably yeah. gonna combine it. But like, uh, one part was like, uh, you've had a lot of bad roommates and mm-hmm. stuff. That was the one about yeah. That the was recent the one. I think. That was the one I posted yesterday. Yeah, and then. And then uh, there was the post that you you said that you're trying to be more real. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, that's so. That's like kind of been um, a huge theme in my life recently. Mm-hmm. Like just a few years recently. That's relative, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I don't even know where to start. I social media is just so confusing, man. I feel like I'm in that middle generation. Where it's like, I grew up and we had a landline. We had mm-hmm. dial-up. How old are you? 25. Okay, 25, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I feel like I'm on the cusp of, like, I didn't have social media until I was, like, I think 12-ish. That's so... It's kind of funny uh, Yeah. to hear you say that because... Uh, hmm. Social media wasn't even created till I was like in college. <laughs> <laughs> like I joined Facebook when it was you still had to be going had to a school to join Facebook. <laughs> it was like really exclusive. Yeah, yeah, you had to have like a your email had to be connected with a college mm. to be able to join Facebook, and that's when I joined it. And I don't remember what year that was, but it was, uh, I wasn't twelve though. <laughs> so y- maybe I was younger for MySpace, but I think uh, twelve was like Facebook and. Um, I don't know, having that introduced at that point, like I was a single child, I'd been through my dad, I was living with my dad, he'd been through a couple divorces, tried to live with my mom again, like I'd been moving around a bunch between family and ended up with my grandparents, and that's kind of where I settled down for a little bit, Uh, and that was when I was 12, and that was like, I don't know, being introduced to like social media is really weird at that age, because you're like, who am I? I'm going to (laughs) personify this thing that's going to be on the internet forever. Right. And like, I remember my first MySpace account was like, XX Austin (laughs) XX. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking hardcore. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to cover my hair with one eye, because I don't need to see this shitty world. (laughs) Oh, dude, you're that emo guy. (laughs) Yeah, I was like super emo, and it's like, you, you go through so many phases, right? That's something I'm trying to write a joke about right now, is like, Another phase I went through that was like very common was uh, when I was like 14 was drug addiction. <laughs> oh, when 14. Yeah. So I was living in a small town with my grandparents and like the the whole story is really long. But anyways, I there was this guy that I knew from school. He was a few grades older than me. Um, he had trouble at home. We were going to fight didn't like each other. Ended up becoming good friends. He ended up moving in with me and my grandparents and like. It uh, he ended up bringing like drugs into the life, and he was like dealing meth, and like I ended up I don't even I try to think about it all the time. I don't remember the first time I smoked it. It was like meth at fourteen. Yeah, oh, yeah, because we were already smoking weed. I was stealing weed from my grandparents. Like I was a really upset kid. I didn't like much. I didn't have any goals. I was in this small town, dude. And like what I, town? Stanfield, Oregon. Like my graduating class was like. 25 to 30 people. Oh, shit. So, yeah, um, that's really the co- Yeah, like, the cops all knew. My grandparents, like, there were three stores, and one's a gas station off the highway, one's a corner store, and one used to be a gas station. <laughs> but they don't need another gas station. So it's a corner store. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you walk 10 blocks to the trailer park at the bottom of the hill, and you can get meth from multiple dealers. Including like, your roommate or friend yeah yeah and he well he was the one that was like going out selling it to those people and then um 
I don't know, man. Small town living's weird. You don't. It's it's everything on like a micro macro because the same shit's going on here. But like, when you're if you're around that, like I compare it more to coke because we didn't even have coke out there. So that was our like. <laughs> we're yeah. just like, oh yeah, meth. Coke's <laughs> expensive, dude. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think one time like an ecstasy pill came through, and it was just like a magic thing. Someone like held it for months and showed <laughs> people, and they're like, "This is ecstasy." <laughs> <laughs> um. And there was just not a lot of success, dude. I, I always think that's like a huge thing. If you're not around success, if you don't see that in your life, especially people that look like you or come from where you come from, like it, it's hard envisioning it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And just being in like, like my grandparents both have solid jobs. Um, like my grandma works at the prison as a nurse or she did. She retired recently. And my grandpa was in the, he was like drafted for the military way back when i think nom or something and like <laughs> the crazy thing with him is like you look at pictures before and after and like he just didn't smile <laughs> after for years and he's so chill now uh-huh. it's like a big old teddy bear Assholes. much <laughs> like the wild <laughs> andrew that keeps appearing <laughs> the <laughs> watches the andrew davis returns and digging through his pockets for a little bit of Beta blockers because he is too alpha. He must calm himself down or else he will out alpha the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> I always go way too British. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to do the Steve, the Steve man. Yeah. <laughs> um, love ya. Love ya. But yeah, I, I think what I was saying, like, just growing up in a small town was weird because it's like, I was kind of the, like, weird person in that town because i was just trying a bunch of different shit i was like like my profile picture on facebook was me with like shirtless walking through the main street with like plaid pants and blue hair and no eyebrows hell yeah did you shave them i shaved my eyebrows because i dude i was looking for some sort of (laughs) anything to grasp onto i saw my cousin had this friend in california who was like a punk or whatever (laughs) and like i could just see his shit and like he was like, yeah, I burned my eyebrow off one day. And I was like, that's so badass. I'm going to shave mine off. And maybe people are think that I burned it off. <laughs> and Dude. I had one shave for a while. And my friend was like, you got to shave the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and you can't shave it. Dude, you got to burn it off. Yeah. I, what are you doing? I right? always half committed with everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> oh, so silly. But um, and yeah. so so how, how long did you smoke meth for? Man, that was probably like eight. I, I always think it was like eight months. It's My memory is so messed up with everything because I've been smoking weed since I was 12. Oh, wow. Like I started smoking weed and cigarettes when I was 12. I quit smoking cigarettes like last year. Nice. Or two years ago, and then I smoked a vape for a year. <laughs> that jewel shit, dude. Yeah, it's, it's what I'm doing. It's Dude, it's delicious. I just... Uh, not good for you. Yeah, yeah. It's it does <laughs> the worst I'm trying you, to be right? like as healthy as possible, and I think that was like the last thing um but um yeah back to like the social media was like trying to like find myself and find myself so i was going through all these different phases and then like it was never posting what was really going on it's like how do i want people to see this what is this as opposed to like this is just here and it i think that's what most like 99.9999 percent of social media is yeah well that's yeah that's why i feel like it's so awesome when you find someone especially like comedians that's why i lean so heavily to them because they're real (laughs) and they just like talk shit as opposed (laughs) to like writing something super fake or like yeah 
whatever it's just like a funny line or like a stupid picture and it's yeah. like oh that's cool yeah, i can yeah, fuck yeah. with that and yeah then, oh you're and you're talking about on social media yeah on yeah. social media specifically yeah. right right okay. um and that that wasn't <laughs> it's such a journey man like uh in my head because i haven't gone anywhere <laughs> <laughs> no i'm right there with you dude i'm uh man uh roll the roll the clock back 10 years and um, you're a teenager but mm. uh i mean i'm like i'm like looking at myself when i'm in in my 20s and who i am now it's like i mean i i feel like there's mm. there, a lot of traits were there but the way i actually feel about things and sort of let them affect me is completely different now yeah dude i agree with that so much i <laughs> when i was young i just blamed the world for everything it's yeah. like obviously there was shit for me to be upset about but it was like it 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 it's not what the world does to you. You can't affect what happens to you. You can affect how you react to it. Yeah. And it's like, you got to brush that shit off and be like, yo, I got goals. I got shit that I'm going to do and you can't stop me, world. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I used to just be like, this is the reason I'm going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> this it, is yeah, it's a big part of, I I, uh, I kind of like reacted to some mm. people's stuff today and co- like re-commented on some stuff. And um, Can you mention what it was specifically? or Um... No, I don't think I want to. Okay. But, uh, no worries. It's uh, not. <laughs> well, the so I kind of decided, like, I don't want to post, like, almost anything anymore. And I don't want to, like, <laughs> comment on anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, that the the social media. Well, one, the social media world is is not real. Yeah. So, like, that's just, like, the most extreme part of you, the things that you would want to say in real life and stuff. But there's no nuance. You're fucking mm. you're throwing it out there. Right. And I, I don't think that's healthy. I think that, like, if you're going to interact with people, you need that um, possibility of conflict and, uh, like, being challenged and everything in, in real time, like, in person. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to, like, one, you're, you're not going to, what you say isn't something that you would normally say and not in a way you're going to say it. And then, two, you're not going to grow from it. You're just going to put it out there and then... Um, the people that love it, you're going to like accept that. Mm. And then all the people that are, uh, like negative towards whatever your thought was, you're going to attack them or you're going to hope that your group of friends swarms them or like whatever it is. Totally, totally. No, I I completely feel you, man. That's, that's what I kind of went through. I went through almost like two or three years of not posting at all because I was like, it's all fake, man. (laughs) It's all not real. You guys are just faking who you are and like i don't want to fake who i am and it's i i do want to say like i was a lot more happy <laughs> like yeah. gen- on a general basis like not being worried about posts even like i just started posting again this week and it's like i'm gonna try my goal is to post something every day and just keep going with that because like i'm i'm really trying to do it because it's all about connection for me i feel like the more people i can connect with and not even just like Oh, people that'll like my photo, but like people that'll see what I'm into and be like, oh, I want to work with this guy on some sort of level, whether it be booking me for a comedy show or like hiring me to direct a music video or just like, oh, this guy's funny. Can he write? Can he act? Can he dance? Because I jack off really well on camera. (laughs) 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 You get a couple hundred bucks for that, probably. Um, I'm trying to find one where you don't show the face. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I I met this guy. He was in the Marines, Mm. I think. Yeah, it had to be the Marines. He was down here. And uh, this, was, this was a while ago. But he was in the Marines, and um, he was crazy, dude. Like, he was, he had these scars all over his hands, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, I, b- I was teaching my friend how to take a knife away. He's like, 
you want to learn? <laughs> like, just like these intense eyes are like, fuck dude. No, I like, <laughs> like my, my hands, the way they look. Um, but, um, <laughs> Oh, what was I going to, Oh yeah. The, the whole social media thing. I just, uh, like I knew that you had, like, I, I didn't, I don't know very much about your past, but I know totally. that you had, um, some stuff like the drug addiction <laughs> and stuff in your past. I didn't know you were 14 when you had it. Yeah. But, uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I just, I kind of wanted to get that perspective of, uh, totally. you know, what it's like to live that sort of real life and then come to this, like, uh, social media platform. That's just yeah. so like, no, nobody is who they are on social media. It's pretty wild, you know, not at all. And that's, that's kind of the thing I'm accepting is just realizing like you share what you want to share, man. Mm-hmm. It's, you can only be as real as you want. Cause there's like when I said like, Oh, there's so much shit that, or that has happened in my past over the past couple of years or whatever I said in my post, like I could have <laughs> elaborated. Like there's a lot of stuff like, and I, I can talk on a couple of things. Like I think the thing that's so interesting about my drug addiction and is that it was, it, my mom was first addicted to drugs when I was four years old. And like, I didn't find out about that until later. Wow. And then, yeah, yeah. And I tried to live with her again before I knew about it when I was 12 years old. And, um, she, I don't know. I don't remember if she was doing drugs then or not. She was getting beat by her step or my step, (laughs) whatever her (laughs) husband. And I got to meet my half brother and half sister and live with them for like two months, one summer. And it was dope because I li- they lived right next to a skate park that was like the only skate park in this small town in Oregon, and um, but it it's just crazy how much your parents affect you, mm-hmm. um, like and influence you in ways that you could never really even imagine until later. Right. Yeah. And like even now, like I didn't grow up with my mom. Like she left when I was four, and then I lived with her for a couple months when I was twelve, and we've ate lunch I think two or three more times, and it's like it's really rough i don't know in the aspect like watching her raise her other family mm-hmm. do her own thing and like is she is she still addicted to drugs no i think she's doing really well with her life now and she has been for m- many years um but that that is always like a thing and i almost kind of look down for her on that and like yeah. i shouldn't it's i judge my parents so harshly man <laughs> like just because i didn't yeah. ask to be in this world and I, i'm that's it's some baggage that I need to get rid of. Well, it's kind of an interesting thing though, because that's um like my probably the person who would literally do like whatever the most extreme thing is that you could possibly do for somebody. Mm. Uh, like my mom would do that for me. Like, and I love having that. And mm. um, the way I grew up is that's kind of like, I look at moms like, all right, well that's what a mom is like the mom's fucking dope. So that's that uh, unconditional fucking yeah so whenever you say that like i like i really uh you know like it it hurts me to think that um and it's be you know partially because i come from my background but like mm. you know thinking that the person that is supposed to love you the most and then you're looking at them raise another family um but I don't know, maybe you are able to let it go a little bit more because it never was really there or or it's, maybe maybe it's actually it's 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 kind of like a big bummer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I, I that's that's something I'm going to have to deal with in therapy in a few years <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Like 100 yeah. percent. I don't even know how to approach the situation. But right now I'm just trying to acknowledge how I feel about everything. And just be real with myself. Yeah, because it's um, I think for a long time I was just like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, nothing can affect me. And it's like, yo, other things affect you. You just got to deal with it and let it come. I heard this quote a long time ago, indulge and release. And like, I feel like that fits with a lot of things, like whether it be 
partying, emotions, doing something like you got to do it. If you want to do something, go into it and do it, but then let it go. Yeah, I think that that's the big thing is you, you have to realize whether um, it's a release or a compulsion, right? Like mm. that's where it's hard to yeah. sort of figure it out. But I but I totally agree with you. I think the things that like uh, if you go do something wild for a night and then like you feel good the next day, then that's obviously some pent up shit that you needed to get out and um, and then come, you know, come back to reality and yeah, and, and that's do your business. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think vacation is a big thing. But um, yeah, just. just just coming back to like the parents thing um so like when i was 14 i was addicted to meth i was living with my grandparents and it was like i kind of throughout my life i always hung out more with friends and stuff and i feel like i always called my friends mom's mom and shit and it was like because i just i I needed to get it from somewhere so i was like someone give it (laughs) um but, like, when I moved in with my grandma, she kind of taught me that, like, unconditional love. And she's that for me now. Like, I care about Dope. my grandma more than anyone and my grandpa. But, like, my grandma's just like, oh, man, <laughs> the warmth I've never known. <laughs> right. Um, and it's beautiful to have that. But um, so when I was 14 addicted, I moved out, like, back with my dad to go live with him again. Um, and I think that's the only reason that I was able to get off drugs because I left <laughs> the place that I could get oh, it. Oh, so you couldn't get it anymore. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And then, um, so two years ago, my dad, I find out, my dad's been having problems with drugs for the past few years <laughs> that oh, I didn't know shit. about. Yeah. And he was in the military for 20 plus years and he was getting kicked out. Um, I don't know where he's at with that right now, but at one point I was having to like sit on the court stand for him and tell the judge and everyone in there that like yo he i've talked to him like he's gonna move in with me and i'm gonna be there for him i'm family like i love him i care for him that we're gonna get through this together and like four days later (laughs) he it was it was like a gnarly situation like i was living with my ex-girlfriend at the time and we just hear him screaming because he moved into a downstairs little makeshift apartment that was in this place we were staying and he's screaming and she's like go check it out <laughs> i'm like oh fuck and long story short he called the cops on himself cuz he thought someone was trying to pump gas into his room and i at first i'm just like oh this is terrible show me <laughs> like this is insane like but i'm believing him i'm going along with it and then we go into the room and he just p- broke holes into all of the walls and like <laughs> And he, there were, like, tubes from a refrigerator that hadn't been hooked up, like the water line. And he points at them, those, and they're like, those are the wire, those are the <laughs> where they're pumping the gas in. The, they've been in there, dog. <laughs> it was like, there's nothing. Um, and, yeah, the cops get there, and they come into the room. They're like, all right, explain the situation. And then um, they look to the left, and, like, right on top of his suitcase is a meth pipe, little piezo, piezo or whatever, and fucking... <laughs> I was just like, I've I've never done meth. Is that, I didn't know. Is that a thing like where Mm. you become paranoid and yeah. So like it it makes you not, you stay up. So it's like speed, but like Uh, it's so much. It just, it was, you maybe like, uh, this might be wrong, but maybe you exhaust yourself to the point of like, yeah, it's delusion. Delirium. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, they say, uh, you start seeing shadow people after a couple days. Like that's one thing that like, yeah you're walking and like 
Shadows normally move a little bit, you know what I mean, yeah. with wind and shit, but you're like, oh, there's a person around this corner. He's out to get me. I knew he was chasing me. God damn, it's Jerry. It's fucking Jen. You just start going crazy, dude. Yeah, I got to set up video at some point because that whole, like, scratching the <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, my, uh, I have a sister that's um, uh, been on meth forever and ever and ever. And, uh, mm, that's I, rough. Like, I always knew she was, like, you know, like a little bit crazy, but I thought it was more like, um, more like, oh, I want to fix kind of the way she acted. But like, y- y- yeah, maybe it's, it's maybe she's could be a mix a of both because yeah. it's like after years of doing that shit, I could only imagine. Like I've seen it fuck people up, and it's like when I was living with that dude, like we were dealing to people twice my age, three times my age. I was fourteen, dude, <laughs> and we were just going into all these older people's house, and it was like people that were known in the community. And it's like I was like, "Oh shit, you're you," <laughs> and the, and they were like normal people in the community. Yeah, or? pretty relatively normal. Like they, some of them, obviously, some of them you could tell they're like, "You're a fucking crackhead, dog." Right, right, right. But other people, it's like, "Oh, I just thought you looked tired sometimes yeah that's an interesting thing um my my uncle used to be a cop in bakersfield and i um vaguely remember him talking about uh like people who are recreational like heroin users Mm -hmm. they just do a little bit of heroin every now and again but they like work normal Mm -hmm. jobs and like do normal things and i always thought that was crazy because like anytime you hear anything about heroin it's just like oh the like person's a junkie like i lived uh, with this dude that was on heroin um like man four or five years ago now and it was just like he was an ex-heroin addict and like he was chill for months because he wasn't on it and then he got on it and i just we were smoking hella weed like we were smoking hash dabs and shit so i was like Oh yeah, he's passing out at night. <laughs> this makes <laughs> this makes sense. Like I'm tired too, dog. <laughs> We're fucking lit. Um, and then after a while, he stopped like waking up in the morning for his job and shit. Like people would come banging on the door, like he needs to come to work. And I'd go and like wake him up, and he'd just be like, Whoa! like just a zombie. Uh. Like couldn't walk. Like he would start walking and just fall and like just weird shit. We had to kick him out. When was that? Like five years ago. I was staying over in uh, Kensington. It's part town, 52nd yeah. Street. <laughs> yeah, n- near the Kin Club. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, that's wild. So what's like, uh, and I don't know if it, maybe it's it's mm. too much to say or no, you're whatever, good. but uh, uh, between 14 and, you know, t- uh, what did you say that was five years ago? 14? Yeah. F- I'm not 19, dude. No, f- fourteen. Uh, 14 <laughs> oh, oh the heroin addict. Yeah, and then, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you said five years ago, so what, you were 20? Yeah, I think I was 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I was 20 because that was right after me and my ex met. And got yeah. what's, the sto- what's the story between there? Were you like, like Jesus? You went like went away for a little bit and came back? or What do you mean? With him being addicted to meth? No, I just mean your your story. So you were addicted to meth 14 and then oh, like you oh. had this gap. So I, I was addicted to meth and then I moved to um, Florida. And when I, was, when I was growing up, it took until like I was 19, maybe 18. 18 <coughs> is when I stopped like drinking hard. And I just used to, like, I I moved around a lot, so any school I went to, I would just find the kids that party, like, just stand out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty easy to find. I would just smoke hella weed and get fucked up, and just, yeah. I was not trying to live life, dude. I did not like life. I yeah. didn't 
like where I was because I was getting passed around. I didn't have any say in anything. No friends that I grew up with. I didn't have my mom. I didn't have fucking. I had a dad that was in the military, so he was just like working all the time. I had a French stepmom um, from like four to ten ish. Yeah, For, that's pretty dope. It was it was, was, she, was different. She I I love <laughs> her. I care about her. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't she, ask questions like that. <laughs> she's a pretty woman. <laughs> um, I'm not looking up stepmom shit. No, no, <laughs> I, just, I just I I like a nice looking uh, French woman. Totally, yeah. totally. She's yeah, she's super chill. I feel like she definitely established like a little bit of culture, but like she didn't know how to raise a child, dude. Oh right. She had right. never had any child ever, <laughs> and I don't think like knew how to interact with them like. She just uh, kind of just like smacked me a lot, <laughs> and like my, I just remember one time specifically that like, um, <laughs> I don't even know how much I should be divulging of all this, but uh, I just she just like yeah, with. she just smacked yeah. me pretty hard when my dad was like gone on sea duty, and like I like fell on the floor and shit, and oh, like shit. it was like, yeah, I don't know, but like. I, I care about her a lot. She's a good person. I don't. I just think she was confused on how to raise a kid. Yeah. Didn't know how to deal with me, and she was alone, dude. My dad was just like, "Yo, deal with this guy. <laughs> you <laughs> don't know, because he would just go on sea duty, and yeah. like, he's like, this is my new wife. <laughs> they got married in Vegas, like, <laughs> after a few years of me living with them. Um, super weird situation. I don't know why I went into that, but um, yeah, I feel like um, just bring it all back, like. A lot of this is so, I never knew what to share, what to talk about. And that's kind of why I got into comedy. When I moved in with Connor, me and my ex, my ex-girlfriend worked with him. And a week before we were both supposed to move in with him and his wife, Alma, um, we broke up. Oh. And it was like, we'd been together for three years. We'd broken up before, but like we got back together and this was like, she broke up with me. <laughs> and I, I kind of pushed her to it. I fuck <laughs> it. I feel so bad about the end of that relationship. But, um... Yeah, she left me, and I was like, she she left me and then recommended me for the place because she's like, he's a good guy, he can pay his rent, and like, you can really trust him. And now Connor and Alma are like my best friends. Oh, that's cool. I and he's uh, the producer and the main guy at Thunderbar Comedy. Mm-hmm. He started that. He's the CEO, founder, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so he's the reason I got to see comedians like Brian Simpson coming to um, Tiger Tiger over in North Park. Um, he's the reason I got to find out about any of the shows going on, like at Reds and PB or the Good Bar, or even I didn't even know about the Madhouse. Oh wow! I think I went there, or actually, I think the Madhouse is the one I knew about because <laughs> I went there. Someone was barking and <laughs> handed me tickets. They're like, "Oh, free show!" And I get there, and they're like, two drink minimum." I'm like, "What is this world?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, free show, but it's like thirty dollars. Yeah, I'd never heard of that before, <laughs> yeah. so I was just like, "This is wild." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, moving in with him and, like, I was like, oh, shit, people just do this. And then I ended up seeing people I like, like, maybe a joke would fuck up or maybe someone would bomb. And then Connor ended up and I was like, oh, they're not always just the funniest people in the world. (laughs) Because it was like he was having comedians come down from L.A., the top people in San Diego. Like, he would regularly have, like, Zoltan, Mulhall, Jesse, Egan, Mm. um, all all the killers. Yeah. silence <laughs> uh, oh no i thought you were thinking i would no i i was it just got really quiet yeah well uh, it's, it, it is uh well no actually no you, you need to finish your thought yeah yeah so just seeing all those people and seeing 
because then he started showing me like what a risk spot was he's like oh this is a new person that's been doing it for a couple years and he's like i'm gonna give him a risk spot see how it works out on a show with killers (laughs) and um yeah just seeing people bomb and people not do amazing was so inspiring (laughs) 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 which sounds so cynical no i mean it's uh i yeah, it just makes it feel like you can do it. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and then he started throwing the open mic at Thorn Brewing, mm-hmm. and that was a rough mic. <laughs> <laughs> like com- the show was already kind of rough because it was hard getting people out to that neighborhood. Mm. Um, always had killer lineups and decent crowds for most of it, but the mics, ooh, so rough. <laughs> yeah, but after seeing that, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it." It took me months. And, like, my first time, I tried telling a fake story. I was like, this is the funniest shit in the world. (laughs) And it was like, uh, I was like, yo, you guys know about athlete's foot, and if you pee on it, it goes away? (laughs) Like, that's how it starts, bro. I like that joke already, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a fake story about keeping, like, I couldn't always have my own pee ready to go, so I had to have friends pee into (laughs) bottles. And I was like, yeah, so I kept it in a Gatorade bottle one time, and my girlfriend was like, Oh, is this Gatorade when we were showering together? And I was under the water, so I didn't hear her. <laughs> it was such a stupid joke, dude. Um, but yeah, I thought I was a comedic genius. I love it. I love that joke, dude. That's a great first show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember it was there were two or three people at the mic, and it was just me, Mike Bentley, and I think Ellen Sugarman. <laughs> at the Thorn Street? Yeah, back? yeah. Oh, okay. And then right after that, that same night, I went over to the Ken Club. And I got up on that mic because it was a Monday. And I felt way more confident riffing because I used to rap. Like, I used to freestyle rap all the time. Oh, like, shit. I was in a group when I was, like, 19 with my homie Dag. And, uh, like, we had a manager and we were making an album. We ended up breaking over some breaking up over some drama that I, I probably started. <laughs> <laughs> I was, dude, I was such a dumb kid growing up. But after that, I stopped making music for a while. And I'm actually just getting back into it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You got anything that you're going to put out anytime soon? Oh, I'm super nervous, too. I really want to just to be like, blah. Yeah. (laughs) Take something. So we'll see. It's like that first time going on stage, right? Like, it sucks. But then, like, once you do it, then yeah well especially there's so much so many different styles i want to do that it's like oh if i release this and then they're like oh we like that don't do anything else (laughs) 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 or vice i don't know do what you want yeah exactly so that's why i'm trying to take the the whole social media thing so much more lightly i didn't post for years now i'm just trying to reach out to people and connect and like some of my favorite creators are just like they're doing it on social media and i found them through social media like it's yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a good avenue for that for people like creative people for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and then I guess you can even kind of filter it out by like, oh, is this guy posting a political post like yeah. in between every one of his like things he drops, or is totally. he just a guy that's just about you know the music or the comedy or whatever? That's a, one thing I've noticed about the most successful comedians in San Diego. They like almost mm. never post on social media unless it's like. Mm, a show or something you know like something real yeah it's i I think that's like you know like because if if you're trying to build a fan base you don't want to start like (laughs) fucking dividing them from the beginning right totally uh, totally that's yeah yeah, that's why i'm just trying to post really silly stuff yeah Um, silly stuff's good but it's also like it's so hard to decide because i really it's like when you build an audience or something or like try to get some people around an idea that you have it's like I want people that are bullshit that are going to like when I actually have something to say, they're just going to bounce. Right. I want people that are going to support what the fuck I care about. Yeah. Like what I'm going to do. So it it's really like a a battle. It's always finding the balance. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, you exude that in real life, though. I mean, you're mm. always this like positive guy, and you're you're uh, you're always like. It seems like you're always working on something or doing something. Um, I'm trying. Uh, my biggest fear is just remaining like stagnant, like plateauing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It is scary if you're if you're trying to be creative. Yeah. That's mm. like the most scary part of it. Yeah. But because it all depends about what you want. Like some people are super happy just like because they have the the structure in their <laughs> life and they like they're like oh dude I have a secure career. Right. Yeah. And like I'm gonna retire. Yeah. I'm gonna do this shit and it's like. Uh, that's not <laughs> yeah not really my plan <laughs> yeah that's kind of my deal too is i'm doing like if comedy blows up and i can do mm. that i'll i'll definitely totally choose that but if, as long as like even if i have a day job for the rest of my life as long as i can mm. do this you know like drive out here and totally so tell that's some jokes and stuff like it it doesn't necessarily like I, like i'm okay if i don't have the talent to make it but um mm. i just want to be able to do it yeah you know, that's the only thing well, you definitely don't have the talent, so that's okay that yeah. you're accepting it early. It's weird that you have a similar opinion to almost everybody. So. <laughs> I took a poll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, you're, you're funny as hell. I, I oh, fucking yeah, I'm the love funniest. you. Yeah, tell you're, um, you're better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> better no, than everybody. No, we're all on the fucking come up, bro. And that's that's why I'm super stoked for the group that's actually like continuing comedy through this quarantine because it's like... Yeah. These are the people that are first off dedicated to the craft. We're all trying new shit. We're all trying to grow and stay at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just when you see other people doing that, it pushes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah, you're a big part of that. It actually, yeah. One thing I wanted to say earlier was um, it was interesting when you were talking about um, mm. uh, who you were as a kid <laughs> and like all that kind of stuff. Because like who you are now is mm. you're you're one of the guys that when and I think that everybody agrees like you see you and you're just like the smiley guy and supportive it's like i'm just like drawn to you i'm like oh cool oh i respect that so much man (laughs) and there's the exact (laughs) there's the theme song fucking opposite (laughs) (laughs) of what i just was just talking about like austin's somebody (laughs) that you really really want to see and then when the door opens and you know it's andrew it's (laughs) fucking awful it's the worst thing all right are we gonna uh, restart this recording (laughs) yeah we'll do it over um, um, no, I really appreciate that, man. Um, cause I, I haven't always been this great dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been so negative most of my life. Like I said, like I literally blamed the world and other people for everything growing up. And it wasn't until I was like 18 and I stopped drinking and like kind of just getting fucked up on whatever people would give me <laughs> that I was like, Oh, you know what? I want to, I have goals. I want to live a good life. There are a lot of things that I want to do. And like, I think it was uh, around that time when I, or maybe a little earlier when I picked up a camera, because I bought my first camera in high school uh, from my homie, who I was like, oh, you have a camera. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to sell this one. I was like, sell it to me. (laughs) I got one. I just took pictures of me and my friends like smoking in my car and never did anything with it. And then my homie was a DJ, uh, the friend that I posted about, who's like a tour manager now. And he's tour managing a, n- a number one charting country artist. Oh, shit. And yeah, he was a DJ. Um, and he's one of my best friends. I love him. He's going to be in town soon. We're going to do another shoot and chill. Um, but he's one of the biggest inspirations that I was like, oh, shit. See someone succeed, dude. Yeah. He's working hard at his craft. And I see the success from that hard work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, getting getting a camera really pushed me into like 
uh, directing music videos after I said I was in a rap group. That's when I upgraded my camera and actually saved up money because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to pay these guys $500 to shoot a music video. I'm going <laughs> to shoot it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then we broke up and I started shooting, our, our music group broke up and I started shooting uh, music videos for other people. And then it just kind of grew from there and I was pretty lazy in the beginning, but like yeah. uh, my homie, the tour manager, gave me an opportunity two summers ago to go on tour with him and do a video for different artists he was working on. And that was like an insane experience that kind of kickstarted everything. And I was like, okay, I got these goals. Shit's coming together. And now it's like, I feel so spread thin because I want to, man, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a good and bad thing. Like, it's good to be Mm. busy with all kinds of stuff. And it's good to have like a lot of different hobbies and Mm. do do everything. But yeah, sometimes, yeah, you can spread yourself too thin for sure. Totally. Because that's that's what I'm trying right now to try and, try and build something around my life that it's like what i want to do that can create content around what i want to do and also have fun be real yeah. you know what i mean so it's like right now i'm starting a gaming channel on twitch because i'm <laughs> gaming with my roommate like we game all the time it's like i want to start making videos of that shit yeah, it's yeah so much it's so much stupid fun yeah and, and it's cool that he's he wants to do that is it mm. connor yeah 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 oh, that's cool yeah yeah two comedians like gaming that's probably that's probably some good shit so yeah we got a small squad right now we were gonna do one channel with our squad but we're doing individuals but we're gonna play hella games together like uh we got our other homie nick he's out in new york i think but he's a artist a musician still Hayes. and he's got dope music dude it's okay. like uh if you took heaven and made it into like vibey elevator music <laughs> 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 and then mixed in like the childish Gambino Redbone sound, mm. that's baby. It? Yep, that's oh, it right I'll check there. Check it out, dude. It's oh, dope. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, we got our other homie Richard, and he's just a fucking delight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's perfect. Um, we're gonna wrap it up here in a second, but uh, I just want to touch on um, mm. the uh, oh, you were saying like your friend inspired you to like to. Mm to do things and i think that's kind of the great thing about what we were talking about earlier like the people the comedians that are still coming out mm. like they're still trying to do things and like those are the people you, you want to be around and even if they're not trying to do comedy it's just like it's just good to be around people that like each other just totally. like despite all our like different like comedy is total a total mer- uh, meritocracy right so it's just <laughs> kind of like yeah if you uh if you're good at it or even if you're bad at it if you can just hang with like everybody it's um i can't remember who i heard it from but someone said it's all about showing up yeah yeah hell yeah but um no i I really like that man because i think what i was talking about like when you're not around success like you don't see it for yourself you know what i mean so it's like when you are around it at least for me when i was initially around it i got jealous originally oh yeah and it was like Oh, what did you do? You think you're so good that you can just succeed? Yeah. You think you can work hard and do something creative? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's how most people are because, like, I think any haters are only hating because they're not doing. You know? Yeah. And that's why, at least for me, like, anytime I see myself hating, which I do a lot, <laughs> um, I try to just flip it. And that's coming back to like why I try to be so positive because I'm really negative on the inside, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to change that. That's a lot of us, dude. I'm the same way. All about yeah. growth. Yeah. Well, um. Let's wrap it up with that because that was beautiful. All um, right. Thank you, you so much for doing this. Uh, do you have uh, – go ahead and – for my 12 followers or whatever, <laughs> your social media. 
Uh, it's just at looks familiar on Twitter. It's two R's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so do I get paid now or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. Yeah. That's no. I'm paying. Wait. Say tell say that I'm paying you now. Okay. Just say that I'm handing you money. Say it. Say. <laughs> that's money sound. Yeah, that's <laughs> money sound. My hand. And I'm putting it in your hand. All right. You're it, so welcome wait, for all the money. I just uh, just give me the keys to this place. Okay. I. Right. And that's the podcast. Um, Austin's dope. I love that guy to death. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I loved hearing what he had to say um, about his past and how it affected him and um, what he's doing now. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping that um, I get to have a lot more of those types of conversations. And actually, I'm hoping to have him on for another hour Um I think he's got a lot more going on and uh, we were like just getting ready to start an open mic. I was kind of rushed a little bit and um and also I want to I want to keep the episodes at about an hour is which is what we did and I think he's got at least another hour in the story. Um so look out for Austin Hernandez part 2 in the future. Um and look him up on social media. Looks familiar on Instagram, Austin Hernandez on Facebook. Um Check out his comedy, check out his uh, photography, check out his videography, hire him for stuff, hire local, hire struggling uh, comedians and struggling um, artists, uh, you know, give give us a chance here, guys. Um, and like I said, uh, the only thing I've really got going on right now is the open mic that I am running with Tim Heights, and if you would like to be a part of that, uh, please reach out to me. Um, direct message, uh, text message. You can go to my website, dustytunnel.com, and there is actually a contact or message link um, up in the right top right corner. And um, if you send me a message there, it goes to my email, so I'll get it. Um, and yeah, I uh, I really appreciate you guys listening, and um, I hope to have another one of these out really soon. All right, I love you. Bye.